Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Friday, July 2nd. Today on the show, a much longer version of the 440 today, but we had to do it because we had so much news. We had a huge trade by the Nashville Predators on Thursday. We've got a huge match coming up for Nashville SC on Saturday evening. But of course, Thursday was one of the most important and historic days in the history of college sports. We've got all of the details and we talked with Trey Wallace of Rocky Top Insider to see just how behind the curve Tennessee as an administration might actually be with name, image, and likeness. The 440 is built every single morning for you by the Kingston Group and for free. So show some appreciation to the Kingston Group, folks, all right? You get to listen to this show every single morning for free because the Kingston Group, they care about Nashville. They are award-winning and locally owned. They are of Nashville, for Nashville, by Nashville, just like our company here. They care deeply about their clients and the people that they work with. They care about your home as much as you do, and they want to make sure whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish with your home, that they make it happen. Go to the website, buildkg.com, look at their work. I will absolutely let the scoreboard do the talking. That's the Kingston Group, the website, buildkg.com. So we all thought that Thursday, July 1st was going to be a wild and historic day for college athletics. Athletes can capitalize on their name, image, and likeness now. But I am not sure any of us were prepared for it to be the most unprecedented and probably the most important day in the history of college sports. Endorsements, sponsorships, partnerships, statements, infographics were announced from coast to coast, from big school football players to wrestlers to women's athletics to FCS athletes to NFL agents. You name it, it was happening on Thursday. And aside from some super triggered old people who clearly don't believe in capitalism or personal freedom... Most everybody recognizes and is excited about the significance of Thursday. Let's take a look at Tennessee, for example. We will hear from Trey Wallace of Rocky Top Insider in just a second. He will explain just how well or poorly he thinks the university is handling this from the administration side of things. But what about the players? They appear to be embracing it in a big way. Running back Jabari Small is offering cameos for $25. Wide receiver and CEO of his own lawn care company, Grant Furking, is not only endorsing businesses on his own social platforms with his own voice, but is also compensating his teammates to endorse his business. Defensive lineman Latrell Bumpfus and defensive back Theo Jackson were were promoting Yoke Gaming on their accounts, which apparently has signed up more than 4,000 athletes. It's a company that allows fans to play video games with college and pro athletes. And if teammates paying other teammates to promote their businesses wasn't meta enough for you, how about lineman Cade Mays partnering with a sports marketing and creative agency that specializes in, wait for it, sports marketing and player representation. Other athletes from all over the country have announced traditional sponsorships like Auburn's Bo Nix promoting Milo's Sweet Tea or LSU's Derek Stingley announcing an endorsement of walk-ons. A great spot to eat if you're ever in Baton Rouge, by the way. Try the Black and Gator. Arkansas wide receiver Trey Knox and his dog, Blue, a beautiful husky, signed a contract with PetSmart. We have dog deals in college athletics now. What about personal appearance fees? Tennessee fans, you can get former commitment Indiana quarterback Michael Penix to show up at your birthday party for $500 an hour. Or you could settle for Louisville quarterback Malik Cunningham for just $300 an hour. That's your choice. Both of those players, among many others, can be contracted through an athlete-owned company called Dreamfield, run by Miami quarterback De'Eric King and Florida State quarterback Mackenzie Milton. Kentucky guard Deontay Allen is launching a clothing line. 
It is the American spirit of entrepreneurship at its finest. Colleges, higher education in this country has essentially been telling athletes to go get a job while also keeping them from going to get a job the entire time. Well, watching those crusty old heads explode on Thursday was an absolute pleasure. I was amazed, but not surprised, at the breadth and speed with which almost everybody was taking advantage. Will there be some hiccups along the way? Will there be some enforcement issues along the way? Will the NCAA do something stupid to screw this up and get in the way? Absolutely. But after covering this sport for almost two decades, to watch young people creatively find ways to monetize their own hard work is the proudest I have ever been as a diehard college football fan. Compliance office. Gatorade. Jennifer, we're a Powerade school. Compliance. Bass Pro Shops. Nice, Derek. Can't you just go fishing instead? We can't shoot pigeons inside the football stadium. Already checked. Compliance. White Claw. Cromberly, you're 19. You've already signed your contract. And done an Instagram Live. How many did you have? Compliance. Sure that's going to work out for you, pal? Okay. Q-Ball Bailey just signed with head and shoulders. I know he's bald. I pointed that out. Compliance. Sea-Doo. Sweet. You're filming at Lake Lanier. You're not actually getting on the water, though. You are. Great. Compliance. Did you clear this with the team doctor? I don't know if it's a banned substance, Bryson. That's why you should ask him. You know the whole four-hour thing, right? Compliance. Grand Marshal of Monster Jam in Indianapolis. When's the date? You know you'll have an equestrian meet at Virginia that day, right? Okay, but you're telling coach, not me. Compliance. Delta 8. Well, you know Southwest is the official sponsor of all of our athletics. Wait, it's what now? That was Wes Blankenship of Outsider.com. I found that on the Twitters. I just thought we'd lighten the mood a bit here today on such an important day. Excellent work by Wes, and I'm not sure how inaccurate it's going to be. Let's turn to Trey Wallace of Rocky Top Insider to tell us just exactly how prepared is the University of Tennessee on the administration side, the coaching side, to actually handle all of this new stuff for their players. Braden, you know, Looking at how this thing is playing out when it comes to the NIL and, and, and talking about Tennessee specifically, I think when you break it down, there's a lot There's a lot of questions out there. There's a lot of questions from players right now. There's a lot of questions from coaches, and I get that in the administrative part. But when you've got players, you know, calling their parents and saying, look, we don't really know what's going on here, mom and dad, or we haven't been told this, this, and this regarding how we're supposed to make any type of money – I think that's where the problem kind of lies. You've got all these Tennessee players posting, hey, starting this date, you know, you can you can be involved with me and I can endorse your product. That's all they know right now, really. You know, I, I've been told that it's not like they're having a bunch of meetings about this, but I think Tennessee's trying to figure out how they're all putting this together. And Atlas is a part of that group that, that's coming aboard to help them. Um, but I will say this, compared to other schools and other companies that do the same thing, that Tennessee has brought on somebody else to do, Tennessee is behind the eight ball when it comes to this. And in in just my opinion, in talking with folks around the program and hearing from players' parents, I think that's the big thing. Tennessee, of all programs, should be using name, image, and likeness. There's a huge fan base. They don't have a whole lot else to sell about the program right now as, as it pertains to recruiting. You got a smart offensive coach and a lot of playing time, but what else are you selling right now if you're Josh Heupel? What I'm selling is access to a massive, lucrative, diehard fan base that is willing to spend money on its athletes. That is something Tennessee can sell that not everybody in the country can sell. If I'm Tennessee, I get my shit together on this as quickly as possible. Tennessee, however, doesn't feel like it's prepared at all for this. 
and according to Trey, is behind the rest of the SEC. So much of the value of this new landscape is about access. Be it appearances, cameos, playing video games with your favorite athlete, it's about access. And as a fan of college football and media goober for all these years, one of my biggest complaints is about the lack of access to players. Not to poke and to prod or to get anyone in trouble, but to truly introduce these amazing and creative and talented and unique young people to their fans. To give them agency in building and creating their own voices, and in this case, their own brands. College football coaches have robbed us of this relationship for too long. And, well, now it's no longer a thing. I can easily just go pay any college football player I want with the right amount of money to just have a conversation off the record. Just pay for a few minutes of their time. And no football coach or AD or anyone at the NCAA office can do a damn thing about it. Obviously, athletes have long earned this right, and it seems absurd watching the money change hands that we ever withheld this right from them in the first place. But the secondary effect will be that we all become bigger and better fans of our favorite players, because now we will actually have a chance to get to know them. In the first of what is expected to be a few big moves to shake up the Nashville Predators' core group of players this summer, David Poyle and the Preds have traded forward and fan favorite Victor Arvidsson to the Los Angeles Kings. The Predators will receive a second-round pick in the 2021 draft scheduled for later this month and a 2022 third-round pick. That gives the Preds three top 50 picks in the NHL draft coming up on July 23rd and 24th. On a personal level, I hate this. Arvidsson captured so many hearts in this city, especially of young hockey fans, with his style, effort, and attitude. He's also one of the nicer dudes you'll ever be around. I've seen him interact with kids when the cameras are off, and he is just as genuine off the ice as his playing style is on it. And he posted the single greatest goal-scoring season in Preds history when he lit the lamp 34 times in 2019 in just 58 games. But on a business level, he simply isn't the same player today as he was three years ago. And, unfortunately, his body is only likely to continue to deteriorate because of his size and playing style. He went from .6 goals per game in 2019 to .2 goals per game last season. That's a third of the production. He was also a movable piece who would provide value in return. The real question is how many more moves does David Poyle have lined up? Philip Forsberg and Matthias Ekholm can be re-signed beginning on July 28th, right after the draft, and moving Arvidsson's $4.25 million average salary off the cap will help with some of his spending plans for the summer. There are a lot of restricted free agents on his shopping list, not to mention unrestricted free agent Mikhail Granlund. Arvidsson's departure also clears up space to protect someone in the expansion draft, whoever that may be. And Poyle now has more future assets to incentivize Seattle to take Matt Du... Uh, whoever he wants Seattle to take in the expansion draft. It's sad to see Victor Arvidsson go. He was the heartbeat of this team when it went to the Stanley Cup final, when it won the President's Trophy, and when they won back-to-back -back division championships. But Poyle is a shrewd businessman, and moving a diminishing asset for future gains to start a critical offseason was the right move. Nashville SC is right in the middle of a big homestand after drawing two huge crowds for dramatic comebacks last week. 
So let's bring in Tim Sullivan of the Club and Country podcast to give us a sense of what's at stake when the defending Eastern Conference champion Philadelphia Union come to Nissan Stadium this Saturday night. Philadelphia Union is is the reigning Supporters Shield champion. That means they had the best record in the regular season last year. But this is also a club that has really struggled at times this season. And so, um, you know, despite being a big name, they might be pretty vulnerable when they come to Nissan Stadium. If Nashville can get the win against Philadelphia Union, they'll really start to change the national narrative about where this team stands. And that's something that they really want to have happen as much as they are building their reputation within the community, building a national reputation in a national league is pretty important too. And they can really start to build some buzz. And as some of their uh, top players end up uh, moving, moving out of town for for a couple of weeks here for the gold cup, getting a little bit of a buffer before that happens before Walker Zimmerman with the United States, Anibal Godoy with Panama, you want to build as much of a buffer as possible. And I think a win against Philadelphia would go a long way towards making sure that the gold cup isn't too damaging to Nashville SC's title chances or certainly their chances in the playoff race. Obviously, collecting points, continuing to find balance, and maybe coming out of the gates with a little better form are all things to watch. But I am going to be paying attention to the crowd. SC drew over 17,000 to a midweek game and almost 23,000 last Saturday night. And both crowds were served up with brilliant late-game drama and two results. What will the crowd look like Right now, I think those attendance numbers are well above what I expected, and I'm excited to see what these next few weekends will be like. Additionally, we have some international news that impacts the club. Walker Zimmerman has officially made his second career Gold Cup roster for the U.S. men's national team, announced on Thursday, so he will be out of action for at least the group stage of the tournament, which begins on July 11th. The roster's reset prior to the knockout stage. Alistair Johnston will also play for Canada as one of their nation's rising stars and does raise questions about what Gary Smith's back line will look like as Johnston and Zimmerman are unavailable. Also, Anibal Godoy made the Panama national team as well. Another big note for the boys in gold, Randall Leal did not get the initial call up by Costa Rica and therefore continues to play for SC for the time being. All of these decisions are in effect until at least the group stage, at which point, in theory, all of these national teams could either call guys up or send guys back. Or let's say a team doesn't make it through to the knockout round, like perhaps Panama, then those players would then return to the SC roster. With the Euro quarterfinals set for Friday and Saturday, Nashville SC playing exciting home soccer and and some international competition looming, it is a big time to be a soccer fan in Music City. Got to remind you, the Kingston Group is our wonderful sponsor here on the 440, and they keep this product free for you every single morning. So show a little love, go look at their work, follow them on the socials. Buildkg.com is the website. You can see all of their amazing work, whether it's a garage, whether it's a pool, whether it's a kitchen, whether it's a totally new wing or addition to your house or a custom rebuild from the beginning. The Kingston Group is the name you need to know when you consider doing some work on your home. Go to the website, buildkg.com, and remember the name, The Kingston Group. Thank you guys all for listening. It's the weekend. Heels up, pinkies up. Have a great time. Watch some sports. Watch some soccer. My name is Braden Gall. Follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Thank you all for listening. This has been the 444 Friday, July 2nd. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.